0: welcome to tuscan radio everybody my name is drew gretch super special week this week guys this weekend is the two-year anniversary of this podcast two years i've been doing it when it started out this podcast was called the mandalorian podcast that's what the original name was because i was super excited for the mandalorian and, uh, The Rise of Skywalker and Resistance Season 2 and Clone Wars Season 7 and all that stuff. And, um, the podcast has grown so, so much since then. And I just want to thank each and every one of you who's been, like, whether you've been listening since September 2019 or this is your first episode of the show, just thank you for getting us here. Just thank you for getting us here just two years, two, two years let's get up to 10, let's get up to 10 years, at least, at least, as long as there's Star Wars content to cover, we, we, we will be here to cover, it. we'll be here to cover it, we have three weeks until Visions, three weeks until Visions, guys, I am so insanely excited for it, uh, like, yeah, I'm recording this on Wednesday night, so yeah, just three weeks exactly, until we will be recording our podcast for Star Wars Visions, uh, I cannot wait. I absolutely cannot wait to see the show. The The landing page is out right now on Disney+. Plus, So, like, you c- c- can go to Disney+, Plus, type in Visions, you know, you'll see it there. Like, you can't watch it. You can't watch it, but Visions has a landing page now. It's awesome. I'm so excited. September 22nd cannot get here soon enough. Uh, but yeah, but so I'm just gonna start off with some plugs, uh, this weekend. It's also a big, big, big weekend for our, our other podcast, uh, another Marvel podcast, of course. Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings is out, uh, so this'll be, be dropping on Friday morning. So, like, right now, if you have seen Shang-Chi, uh, and of course, I have not seen the film yet, as I'm recording, so I'm seeing the film tomorrow night, but... There's, uh, but as of this episode releasing, if you have seen the film, you can go and check out my, um, uh, first reaction to the movie and the full spoiler review, two hour long show is going to be dropping on Sunday morning. So yeah, that's just what's happening over on AMP this weekend. So yeah, but I, I figure what better way to celebrate two years of this podcast them by starting to review the films the only film that we've actually reviewed is the rise of skywalker we spent so many hours just talking about these movies before but like let's like sit down and review them let's sit down and review them it's gonna be hard to review new hope i'm gonna say it's gonna be hard right now i'm gonna call it to, re- to review new hope that's a classic film from the greatest of all time so yeah um Let's get to the news. There's not a ton of news this week. There's really not. Um, so the uh, Disney Plus Spain t- Twitter account, or Disney Plus España, has revealed that um, Star Wars Galaxy of Sounds, a new original Disney Plus series, the first seven episodes are going to be releasing on Wednesday, September 29th. So it's a little strange, a little strange. It's not, that's, uh, we, we've not heard anything about that here, but like, again, we didn't hear about, um, we didn't hear about biomes or, uh, vehicle fly-throughs until like the day before those released. So it's possible. It's just m- more Star Wars. I don't think it's canon or anything. I, I, I feel like it'll, it'll be, be be more like the, those other two shorts. Um, but yeah, I mean, the only really, there's not, it's pretty light news week, pretty light news week. So, uh, really the only thing that we have to really talk about is, uh, well, Robert Rodriguez has been talking a bit about the book of Boba Fett. Oh, and there's other news other. So we've got, uh, some Force Whitaker news. Maybe he's returning in an upcoming series. But let's just start off here with um, what Robert Rodriguez uh, is is telling us about uh Book of Boba Fett. So let's so this. Uh, he's talking with Collider, I believe, and he said, "I can't say anything about it." At all right now, but it's coming out in December. So that's you know, like reiteration. This show is coming out in December. Awesome. We're getting like some more live-action Star Wars this year. Wait until you see what's coming. It's gonna blow your mind. That's all I can say. I can talk it up all I want. Because I know it over-delivers. It way over-delivers. People are gonna be so pumped when they see it. Uh this is what we... This is just like... I mean, I think we heard this from Sam Hargrave a couple months ago. Back in June, he said that this show was all killer, no filler. I... And like, Robert Rodriguez, if like, we're getting that same quality of Star Wars that we got from his episode of Mandalorian last season. In chapter 14, the tragedy. If we just get like eight episodes of that we're in for some damn good star wars we're in for some great star wars this december uh it's gonna be the most wonderful time of the year this christmas with the book of boba fett coming out Oh, uh, I, I i just oh my god like we're getting so much and it's just the beginning it's just the beginning it's truly just starting we got the mandalorian season three which we do have some news for that also um It's been reported now. The Mandalorian season 3 is going to be the final season. We've also heard stuff that season 4 is going to be the final season. Honestly, as much as I love this show, I think three seasons is perfect for it. It doesn't mean that the story of Din Djarin is going to end. I mean, think of Iron Man. You know, Iron Man hasn't gotten a movie in 6 years. Or well, he he has had well 8 years. But he left the MCU in 2019. Spoiler alert for Endgame, like the greatest like one of the greatest films of all time. He dies. Tony Stark dies in Endgame. Uh so like he was still a major player for another 6 years without getting his, his own solo films. You know? Age of Ultron, Civil War, Spider-Man Homecoming, and then of course um, Infinity War and Endgame. So like he was still a major part of the story without getting his own solo movies. I think we'll probably get the same thing with Din if season 3 is truly the final season of the show. But of course you know like a year ago in the run up to, to season 2, Giancarlo Esposito said like seasons 3 and 4 is really where we're gonna dive much deeper into the backstory of Moff Gideon but I think some stuff's changed around since then or maybe like with COVID they couldn't do season three right away so it's like all right well let's do a smaller show because with everything we've heard like Boba Fett is season 2 2.5 like Boba Fett's gonna be season 2.5 uh I mean there are reports of Cobb Vanth coming back to the series and Grief Karga being in it Din Djarin Moff Gideon and, of course, like, it's, it's a direct spin-off of Mandalorian. So, I think it's gonna be, I think maybe, like, season three was gonna be Boba Fett m- now. And, like, we'll see, like, sort of this Moth Gideon story start to be in Boba Fett. And then we'll see it come fully to fruition in season three Mandalorian, which will be the final season. And just, like, imagine, like, look, here's what I'm gonna say about this let's say they absolutely nail season three and then they give it a season four and season four is not as great. Let's, let's even go so far as to say the season four Mandalorian is bad, which I don't see how it's possible. Let's just say it is. The Mandalorian will then forever be judged as a bad show. Game of Thrones will, be ever, will, ever, will forever be judged as a bad show because of the last two seasons. The Walking Dead will forever be, be judged as a bad show. Which, Walking Dead, if you guys have fallen off The Walking Dead, like, season 11's been great so far. Se- season 11's been great. It's final season, if you've not watched Walking Dead, now is the perfect time to get on. I just started watching back in July. Thank God Netflix has that, like, speed-up feature on the app to, like, watch it for, like, 1.5 times speed. Thank God they have that. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, if, if they nail season 3, if they... Nail season three. I think they could end it. I think they could end the show, and we'll see him show up in Rangers, which I I I have heard the Rangers still happening. That uh, they're just gonna do the, What the plan is uh, is um, so they start shooting on Mando this month. All right, so they start on Mando this month. Right after Mando ends, well, like right after they wrap on Mandalorian, uh, Fil- Filoni's gonna start on Ahsoka. And Favreau is gonna work is gonna start work on Rangers. Uh, so like I the about R- Rangers not being active development, I think that just meant like Filoni's had the time and like he's probably finished writing the Ahsoka series. Where Favreau's been focusing all his energy on Boba Fett, and Mando season three, and Ahsoka, because like. I, I've been saying this for a while. Like, I think that... Let's say, like, all all four of these shows... Mandalorian, Boba Fett, and Ahsoka and Rangers. Like, let's say that all the, the shows were going to be, like, ongoing series. I don't think they are. I think that, I, I think that they said, like, Ahsoka's just a mini series. Like, Ahsoka's just one season. But Boba Fett, you know, there are reports of it being... see, Of, of it getting season two. Of it getting season two. And if Mandalorian could go on for... I, I'll, I'll say that The Mandalorian, I, I feel, will probably max at five seasons. I think that The Mandalorian's gonna max out at five seasons, alright? Um. But, I mean, like, either three or five. I don't really, I, I want shows to either be, like, a mini series, like, just one season. Or three seasons or five seasons. I don't want it to be, like, two or four seasons. Cause like with movies, unless it's like clear that, like they sent out to do like a two movie, four movie thing, like that just tells me like if it's two movies, <laughs> that just means it's like you had a great first film. You try to do a see, you try to do a trilogy, but then you messed up with the the second movie. Like that's what happened with Amazing Spider Man. I love the first movie. I love the first uh, um, Amazing Spider Man movie. Like that is like my Spider Man. Tom Holland's great, and toby M- Maguire's good. That's that's sacrilege for some people. Uh, but yeah, Amazing Spider-Man Two is bloated. It's just a bloated mess. So, yeah. um That being said, like I can't wait to see what happens in New Home. And I just did a full Marvel podcast. So you guys can go and listen to um. Couple, a couple episodes out for a, in the marvel podcast. What if this week's great? This is a great episode of What If This Week. So, yeah. uh, I just wanted to get to like, the main part of the show, so I'm just trying to see. Oh, yeah, last piece of news right here. Uh, we've got a piece of news here about Forrest Whitaker. What is Forrest Whitaker saying? Enjoying, so he, he tweeted this out. Enjoying time in the beautiful Wales before going back to set. You know what's shooting in Wales right now? Or like just wrapped is Andor. I I, I wonder if Forrest Whitaker's in Andor. Um. know, and we got to like, I, I wonder, because like he has come back to voice Saw uh for Force Whitaker F af- after Rogue One, he like returned like Im- immediately after do the Rebels tie in in season three and then came back in season four to voice saw. And then more recently he did uh Jedi Fallen Order. So I wonder if like he's in the show. I wonder if he's in this show. Like I hope Andor goes for like five years. I think it could. I also wonder, like, 12 episodes. Like, 12 episodes. Wow. Like, I-, I hope they can, like, find a way to keep all 12 interesting. Or if it's just, like, they shot two seasons back-to-back. I'm wonder wondering if that's what they did. But, I mean, I'd love if it if just season one was 12 episodes. I'd love that. I would love that. Like, you know, you guys know, Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie. Rogue One's my favorite Wars movie. I uh, I see one flaw in Rogue One. I see one flaw in Rogue One. And that's... Uh, well, it's more like two flaws, but it's like A, 1A, one 1B. One uh, You just watch yourself. We wanted men. I don't like that. It's fanservice-y. And the other thing... Scarif. They're going to Scarif. Why does nobody tell me anything on to those two things but I look past those because they're fun they're fun it makes the world makes the world feel lived in it does to me at least when it's done the right way like in rogue one I think the rogue one did did do it the right way or the bad batch it's pretty hit 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 or miss for me in terms of the quote unquote fan service um but yeah I if Forrest is in Andor, that's gonna be awesome. I-, I don't know how they would do it, though, because, like, it seems like in Rogue One, like, they never, like, Diego Luna and Forrest Whitaker I hadn't met before, so... Oh, wait, no, 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 no! The only time they ever actually, like, see to, the, like, face-to-face, he goes to, like, save Jin, Because, like, the, the 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 Death Star's just shot the planet, and everything's, like, being destroyed, right? And then Saw just, like... Raises his staff at him like he's about to fight. Like, oh my god! Like, what if we just see them come to a confrontation? And you recognize him? Like, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Like, that would like bring some Wanda Vision and Falcon Winter Soldier level like, like just character development to the show. Because I feel like you know Wanda Vision and Fat Twist both did an outstanding job of like making us care about those characters. Like, I did not care about any of those four before the shows. I didn't care about any of them before the shows. I care about Loki, because Loki's Loki, and he's super fun. I don't care about Hawkeye, though. You know? Like, I wonder if that's why, like, they're, like, obviously we all, and I'm just thinking about, like, some of their, like, character-centric series. Like, pre-existing stuff. Like, not Mando, because Mando's original, but, um, Boba Fett. As they did a great job of, like, letting us meet the real Boba Fett in Season 2. Like, I want the Boba Fett from Legend, the Boba, from the Legends universe. The Boba Fett that, like, Jabba gives him Leia as a gift for the night. And he just has Leia, slave Leia, just stand in the corner and watch him meditate all night. Like, that's the Boba Fett I want to see. I want to meet, like, the real Boba and I really want to see that in the show, and I think we're absolutely going to. Ahsoka, I've already recorded my second segment of this podcast. My new Hope review, you guys are going to hear all about how much I love Ahsoka more than Luke Skywalker. <laughs> but I'm explaining all that later on the show, so you got to listen to that then. Uh, and we got Lando, we already care a ton about Lando. But I want to see more of Lando. Especially the Donald Glover Lando. Kenobi. We already know like. Kenobi's going to break the freaking internet. When that show comes out. Like Disney Plus is going to be crashing. Every single morning at 2am. When that show debuts. You know it's true. You know it's going to happen. So I just cannot wait. To like. See these shows. And how they like make the universe bigger these shows are going to make the universe feel more lived and i just can't wait for that i cannot wait for that but yeah so we got uh so what's so what's kind of for star wars of course on september 22nd wednesday september 22nd we have content drop nine short films for star wars visions we're going to be covering those on the podcast probably that friday we're going to be taking a little break From covering the movies we will have covered the original trilogy at that point so i'm just going to go through the plan for the podcast the next couple months for for the end of the year because um here's my schedule i'm just going to pull this up here real quick uh we have so of course this week's episode is a new hope next week's so September 10th oh we are gonna keep these Friday spots because I really love just like doing these podcasts on Friday nights I really love doing that so we're gonna keep that these here e- even though I think like Boba Fett's gonna be a Wednesday release what I'm probably gonna do with there is um I'll do like a reaction show just like a 5 minute reaction show to the episode on Wednesday mornings and then I'll do like a full breakdown on Fridays that's what I'm gonna do because I really just like doing the, these shows on Fridays, and I just do not have enough time in the day to do, like, super involved, like, Marvel and Star Wars podcasts on Wednesdays. I can manage it a couple of times a year, like, when there's a movie that comes out, but most of the time, I, I, I just can't do it. I just cannot do it. So, September 10th, that's next week, it's going to be Empire Strikes Back. And the 17th is going to be Return of Jedi. September 24th, I'm covering Star Wars Visions, full season. October 1st, we'll be covering the brand new film, Le- Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales, that'll be dropping on Disney Plus that day. October 8th is going to be The Phantom Menace. October 15th, Attack of the Clones. October 22nd, Revenge of the Sith. October 29th, Star Wars the Clone Wars movie. November 5th, The Force Awakens. November 12th, Rogue One, November 19th, The Last Jedi, number, and no, November 26th is going to be Solo. Because we've already reviewed The Rise of Skywalker. We reviewed that when the movie first came out. We'll, we'll do a, a retrospective on it, depending on, on the release date of Boba Fett. We'll cover trailers and stuff as bonus episodes throughout the week. So we're going to do there, because uh, I like to, the, the trailers as their own show. So that's the plan for that. Uh, I'm going to sign off now. Uh, but make sure you guys stick around because we've got another half of the show to do. Because I've just all, already recorded it, so I'm just gonna do all the plugging and stuff now, so we can just go right on to what Star Wars means to me and my review of of Episode Four, New Hope. So we are Tuscan Radio. You guys can find us on Twitter at Tuscan Radio Pod. M- make sure to to, to send an, to send in an email Tuscan Radio at Gmail dot com. Please leave a five-star review on iTunes, and we'll, we, we, we'll read it here on the show. It really helps us out. Um, see if you have any five-star reviews to read. We don't. All right, so yeah, please do that. Uh, share, share the show with your friends. Yeah, that's really all I got to say, guys. Um, I'm going to sign off now. Make sure to check out another Marvel podcast and listen to the rest of the show for a new hope. May the Force be with you all. So I'm now moving on to the main topic of today's show. Got through the news. Um, we're going to review A New Hope. I'm going to review A New Hope. This is going to be really hard to do. <laughs> this is it's going to be so hard just, like, talk from, like, a non-biased standpoint about this perfect film. This is a perfect film. So... I, I don't want to talk about the larger universe connections in this movie. I really just want to talk about the production of Star Wars. That's what I'm going to talk about here. It's probably going to be the same with Empire. Turn Jedi, there's only a few things I'm critical of in that movie. But, yeah, this is just a perfect film an absolutely perfect film uh yeah a-, a new hope is the best one one of the greatest films of all time um yeah so you know the film well we, we don't know the film stars and everything so i'm just trying to figure out where to begin i'm truly trying to figure out where to begin we'll start out uh the budget for this movie was 11 million dollars 11 million dollars. Let's look up. 11 million dollars in 1977. Alright. What does that equate to today? In 1977. Um, That's still only like. 49.5 million dollars. Which. For a film. And especially a Star Wars film. Like. That is, I believe, the budget of, like, half a season of The Mandalorian, I think. Of, of season one. For season one, I do think they bumped a the budget for season two. That's, like, the budget of two episodes of, of Loki. Because with the Marvel shows, the budget's, like, $25 million an episode, I, I believe. So, this is a movie that was gonna flop was going to flop and it was such a long road to get this film in theaters it was it was such a long road and I think we can all agree no matter our opinions on the rest of the saga this is a perfect movie perfect movie I just want to talk about, like, some of the genius things. Because I, I, I rewatch this, I have, like, four or five notes. Four or five notes. Our first main character... Our, our main characters for, for the first 20 minutes... Of this movie are droids. The first 20 minutes... They're droids. And it's interesting. It's interesting. Like, how is that interesting... How how could George Lucas have possibly made it interesting for us to be following around two gay robots for twenty minutes of this crazy movie? Like, it, it, and it works works so well. And by the way, like I do think like they're the f- that's like the first like gay couple on screen ever. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, this is just. And when I say that it was weird, I'm just saying, like, the fact that it's all of that and it works. Like, the fact that there are gay robots in this movie from 1977 is... I don't think they were meant to be gay at the time, but, like... It's just crazy to think about. Like, I wonder if that's what some of the George had in mind. Um... I I truly don't know where to go next because every part of this film is masterful. It's masterful. So, the idea for this movie started out in about 1971 when George finished THX 1138. He wanted to do a film... That was born from his love of Akira Kurosawa and Flash Gordon when he was a kid. He wanted a film like that. And he did it. He did it. I'm just going to end like, a lot of stuff with just saying like he did that. Just because like, of how great this movie is. And I truly cannot speak critically about Star Wars New Hope. I'll do it with Empire. I'll do it with Jedi. I'll most definitely do it with the prequels. I'll absolutely do it with the Clone Wars. I'll do it with the sequels. Do it with Soul. I'm not gonna go about Rogue One. <laughs> I, I I truly don't see any flaw on Rogue One. The and the way that like the Force is explained, like everything is just so fluid, and it makes sense. I'm jumping around so so much. George uh, is just on a fantastic job here. And this is going to be a short review now that I'm realizing it. Just because everything... I, I don't know what to say next. I don't know what to say next. Every time I watch this film, I'm filled with hope and joy. Like... This is one of the greatest films ever made. Most definitely one of the most influential films ever. Up there with... With Titanic. And... The Godfather. And with The Wizard of Oz. Of course Raiders is up there in in the Lord of the Rings films. The Dark Knight I put up there as well. This is this is one of the first blockbusters. i I think this is the second blockbuster ever. The first was uh, was Jaws. Jaws was the first ever blockbuster. and we had to wait two years. Well, I don't have to wait. You guys had to wait. people had to wait two years for the next one. the Star Wars like every weekend now like Shang-Chi's out this weekend um it this movie won seven Oscars the idea of a Star Wars movie winning an Oscar is alien it's it's alien because this was a time before films like this dominated media It did. Same with Empire. Well, yes. Yeah, same with Empire. Same with Jedi. Only the original trilogy have won Oscars. No other Star Wars film has ever won an Oscar. So, it. I'm just honestly speechless. I'm speechless. This is fantastic fantastic. I, I don't know what to say next. I, I really don't. I, I really, really don't. So, let's talk about the, spe- the special editions. Let's talk about special editions. Let's, I'm, let's find something to talk negatively about. I've never seen... The original, original cuts. I've never seen... When we hear... Star Wars... It is a period of civil war. Rebel spaceships striking from a hidden base have won their first victory against the evil Galactic Empire. I've never seen that cut. All I've seen is Star Wars Episode Four: New Hope. You know that—that's that, that, sacrilege, to some people. But the and John Williams, oh my God, the perfect film composition, perfect film composition. <laughs> um, I'm gonna turn the music off now. <laughs> um, can the uh Moss Eisley scene? The Moss Eisley scene. There's that like giant creature that just like walks in front of the screen, just like look, this is different. <laughs> this this is different right here. And this is a very different thing. It's like, the movie can't get out of the way of the movie. And I understand that's how George wanted it. But sometimes, George, you gotta listen to other people. George is a god, but he's gotta listen to other people sometimes. Uh, McClunky. McClunky. I remember when that was a whole thing, like, two, two years ago. McClunky. You know, I remember. Oh, of course, I don't remember. But stories like George showing this movie to his closest like friends, like Francis Ford Coppola. But who else was there? Was Scorsese there? I know Spielberg was there too. Let's just let's just see production. All right. I'm on Wikipedia because they're reliable for this sort of thing. Post production. All right. No, Scorsese wasn't there. It was um. Well, uh, this is showing it's, uh, you know... Uh... Brian De Palma, John Milius... I know that Coppola was there. Uh, Spielberg was there as well. Spielberg said that he was the only one there who enjoyed the film. He... Spielberg told George, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen. So... It, this I'm so sorry to like not be reviewing the movie. This is gonna be the same thing when we cover the uh, uh Indiana Jones movie, movies in next year because we will be covering Indiana Jones before Indy Five is out. We'll absolutely be covering the Indiana Jones trilogy. I'm just kidding. We'll we'll cover C- C- Crystal Skull as well. But yeah, just this. But, you know, as was, was Spielberg said, like, you know, I believe that once, like, this is a final cut and the special effects are completed, which these special effects still hold up, they still hold up. The prequels still hold up. This isn't a dig of the movie, but I, I don't think that The Last Jedi hold, holds up now. It's been four years. I don't think The Last Jedi holds up. Visually, from a visual standpoint, like, the first seeing the movie, I think people just look weird. It's just, like, people look weird in the first scene of Last Jedi. Mostly those, uh, First Order officers. Anyway, we're here to talk about a great Star Wars film. (laughs) It's gonna annoy some people. It's gonna please some people. I, I, I love Last Jedi. Um, this is a film that is timeless. I'm going to share the first time I saw this movie. And I know I've said it before in this podcast, but I'll say it again. Kindergarten. I was in, I was in kindergarten. This was, like, September of 2011. So, about 10 years ago. Oh, no. Like, it was exactly 10 years ago. Wow. So, I've been a Star Wars fan. I was the only kid who, who hadn't seen Star Wars. I know it's crazy, but you got Star Wars podcasts. You've seen everything. How, have you not, how have, would you have not seen Star Wars when you are in kindergarten? I just hadn't seen Star Wars. It was like a rainy Saturday afternoon after a soccer game. My dad just sat me down. We watched New Hope on VHS, the way you're supposed to. First time you see Star Wars, gotta be on VHS. It's how, how it is. I was bored out of my mind at the time. <laughs> I, I, I was. I was so bored when I first saw New Hope. But it was the Clone Wars and the Lego game that brought me in. It was those that brought me in. It was the same with Empire. Same with Empire. I absolutely. I I think the the Empire Strikes Back is an absolute masterpiece. I think Empire is perfect. Return Jedi, I, I really loved them. Because with Return Jedi, I had a bit more of the context. I had a bit more of the context when I first saw Return of the Jedi. And I remember. The first time that I saw every one of these movies. I remember the first time I remember exactly what I was doing. The first time I saw all 12 of these films. Some of them are are easier to remember than others. You know? Because five of them are very, very recent that I saw in theaters. On opening weekend or opening week. Because I could not make it out. I was so busy. I just could not make it out to see Solo on opening weekend. I really wish I had. I really, really wish I had. I saw a movie like three or four times in theaters, so evens out um but this is just a film that is truly timeless in the most textbook definition of the word timeless in parentheses you should have Star Wars Episode 4 New Hope Because this film is everything it's supposed to be and more. This changed the film industry forever. Star Wars changed the film industry forever. As a student of film and as someone who's going into film as a career, I have studied the effects that Star Wars has had on the film industry. It's always growing. It, it is I don't know that we would have gotten the Lord of the Rings films if there was no Star Wars. We we most certainly not, never would have gotten the MCU. I don't think that we'd be getting Dune this year. I which I I believe Dune is like going to be the next big thing. I think Dune is the next big thing. If this movie comes out. And it's a masterpiece. I think Dune is the next big thing. Harry Harry Potter. Oh do, do you think that we ever would have gotten. Harry Potter. If not for Star Wars. Like truly. Do you, do you ever think we would have gotten Harry Potter. If not for Star Wars. the stories are almost identical. Stories are are near identical. One's on Earth, one's in space. I love Harry Potter. I think that's one of my favorite stories. But we never would have gotten... Harry Potter if not for Star Wars. We wouldn't... The... The, the impact is incalculable, as Michael Scott would say. <laughs> and so you know, sometimes like I, I, I think there's a piece of Star Wars speaks to, to everyone. This episode, of the podcast, is just love letter of letters, Star Wars as a whole. It is. I love everything about this universe. Love everything about this universe. Love the Clone Wars. I absolutely adore the Clone Wars. Ahsoka Tano for me. Is what Luke Skywalker is for a lot of people. Ah- Ahsoka. Is my Luke Skywalker. And. Seeing her. In live action. In. The Mandalorian season 2. I had the same reaction a lot of people did. When they saw Luke. When they saw that X-Wing land. They saw that. That. And the lightsaber extend I had that same reaction when I saw Soka. And and with Luke too, I I love the character of Luke Skywalker. I love, the, I love every character in this movie. I love absolutely every character in this movie. The writing the writing here in this film is superb. I, I'm really sorry because this review is not doing this film any justice just because I'm saying how great it is, but it really is. And it's so hard to talk critically about this movie because of the impact it has had and how we've all grown up with it. I could not, I could not possibly review this movie the same way that we reviewed The Bad Batch all summer. Because we would not be here celebrating the legacy and the universe if not for A New Hope, if not for George Lucas. So, thank you so much, George. Thank you. George. Honestly, this podcast, like, did not... This episode was not... When I was, like, blocking out what I was gonna do after Bad Batch, it's like... I didn't realize until after... Uh, that it was gonna be... That this this episode would release on the, um... Two-year... Anniversary weekend of the podcast. I did not realize that. (laughs) So... Yeah, that that was um, just a fun thing I realized last week. It's like, oh, huh. I scheduled myself to review A New Hope on the two-year anniversary of the show. (laughs) So yeah, so we've actually got, um, I think it blocked out perfectly so that if the book of Boba Fett starts like the first Wednesday of December, December 1st, like we'll have covered every single Star Wars movie. Plus Vision Season 1. Plus Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales. We'll have covered all of it. Just in time for for Boba Fett. And then we we will cover the other stuff. As we have breaks. In um. Shows. Which I think we'll get a few here and there. I think we'll get like a few month long breaks. Between shows. Where we'll cover uh, Clone Wars and Ewoks and Droids. And the Caravan of Courage movies. So... Yeah, um, I, I I, I, don't think there's any question about it. Star Wars gets an F for me. It's a 0 out of 10. No, uh, it, this is a 10 out of 10. I was, like, grading it based on my new grading skill, and it was just, like, score. I want to put a 15, or at least an 11, because this deserves it. Whenever I hear the binary sunset, I do get tears in my eyes. Just how beautiful this theme is. George was so incredibly lucky to have John Williams conducting this movie. You know that you were singing along to it. You you know that you were. You you know that you were. You know that you were just there in the car at work just going... (laughs) Um... One of my favorite stories about John Williams... Is... Spielberg showed him the screening of Schindler's List. After the screening... Williams just walked around the block and he said, and he returned, he was like, Stephen, I I don't think I'm good enough to score this film. There are better composers. And then Spielberg just replied with, yeah, I know, but they're all dead. Like, John Williams... It is going to go down history as one of the... As absolutely the greatest film composer of all time. John Williams is the greatest film composer of all time. He's going to go down there with, like, Mozart and Beethoven. That's what Williams is going to do. It, it, It... It is beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And I cannot imagine Star Wars without music. I can imagine Star-, Star Wars without the dialogue. But removing the John Williams or the Kevin Kiner or the Ludwig Goranson or the John Powell or the Michael Giacchino score. Removing the music from Star Wars is like removing the force. Or Luke Skywalker, or some constant within this galaxy, this franchise. That is what removing the score is like. And Ben Burt with the sound it revolutionized sound in film, he revolutionized it. Same with Industrial Light and Magic. Like, it is... Mind-boggling, to me. Like, we can say that Star Wars... Is the first film to really just, like... Have groundbreaking special effects. It is. And Empire did it again. Empire did it again. So... I like to say that everything is my Star Wars. It's all my Star Wars. I can identify with every piece of Star Wars out there. It all resonates with me. Some of it more than others, but it mostly all resonates with me. And I think that everyone, if they look for it, everyone can find that one piece of Star Wars that they love. We can all find that. The Mandalorian is something we can all agree upon. How how crazy is it that the Mandalorian... No one is arguing about the Mandalorian. We're all just coming together to say how much we love this show. And I like to think that... George is much more involved with the Mandalorian than we thought he was. That's what I like to think. I, I like to think that... George is there in all the meetings... With Favreau, and Filoni, and Robert Rodriguez. Kathleen Kendi, maybe. Pedro Pascal, Bob, Bob Iger, and Bob Chapek. And I understand that is the actor, but he's, he's the star of the show. Oh, and I'm sure that, like, Grogu's in there as well. Like, Grogu's definitely in there, guys. You know that he is. But... The Mandalorian just has George Lucas written all over it. It it does. I found some I found like an edit today on Instagram. Yeah, and and I'll post on Twitter. The um oh our Twitter at at Tuscan Radio Pod. The It's just a set photo it was like at the very top you had a set photo. From Revenge of the Sith, George with Ewan, and in the middle you had the Clone Wars Kenobi. The beneath it you had George and Hayden. Middle was Clone Wars Anakin. And the bottom was George and Rosario Dawson. Middle, yeah, it's the Clone Wars Ahsoka. And I just cannot tell you guys how much it would mean to me. And everyone else, and all the other kids in the Clone Wars generation, the prequel generation. Now, again, I was born at the tail end of the prequel generation. I was born November of 2005. So, like, a month and a half before the cutoff of that prequel sequel generation. It was, like, seeing Hayden and Ewan... Meeting getting Kenobi is gonna be so special, and then I really hope that in the Ahsoka series we get to see live action Hayden, like live action Anakin Skywalker played by Hayden Christensen, and live action Ahsoka played by Rosario Dawson. If they meet, and Anakin tells Ahsoka what he did at the end. And then Ahsoka says that like she forgives him. That's the point where I'll know that Disney's on well with Star Wars. It's at that point. I think they're on the. I think they're on the way there. I think they're on the way there. But it'll be at that point. It's gonna be at that point when like if that's the last thing we ever get from Disney Star Wars, which you know it won't be. You know, you know it won't be. You can look back on it. At least I'll be able to look back on it and be like, you know what? They found their footing. They found their footing. Also, like, Ahsoka and Luke meeting. Yeah, you know, ah- Ahsoka's his senior. When when Floney said that on the um, Disney Gallery last week, people lost it. Like, Ahsoka was trained by Anakin. And Kenobi, and Yoda, and Windu, and Plo Koon. Like, she had so much training. And not to mention, she's like 20 years older. I'm gonna ma- mess with your guys' brain right now. I'm gonna mess with your brain. Ahsoka had more training than Anakin did. Ahsoka is 13 and... in. in the Clone Wars movie when she's introduced. That's about a month or so after, the clone, after Attack of the Clones, right? At that point... Anakin been at the temple for about 10 years. Ahsoka would have been at the temple a year before Phantom Menace. At least. At least. I'll go with, like, two years. Two and a half years at the most. But Ahsoka had... Ahsoka was already in her Jedi training when Anakin got there. That's crazy. That is insane to think about. Experience. Outranks. Everything. I've gone completely off track, but I've just now gone and talked about what Star Wars means to me. Doing this podcast each week. Doing this podcast each week. It's like brings me back to star wars and how much i love it it does so I'm, thank you george thank you dave filoni thank you john favreau all right that's all i'm gonna say about new hope i didn't talk about new hope that much i'm just it's a love letters star wars guys so love letters are i'll probably do another commentary for this movie in the near future uh it's been a while since we did commentary for these films so, we're going to do that in the, in the future. Uh, I'm going to sign off now, guys. It's been two years. Two years of Tuscan Radio. Here's to at least eight more. We, we, we got to get up to like ten years, alright? We got to get up to ten years. Remember when the show was called The Mandalorian Podcast? I changed the name to Tusken Radio a year ago. That's halfway through. It's like halfway through. Less than half. Less than halfway through. So. It's been a good run so far. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. We got a lot of great things in the works. A lot of great things in the works. Uh, I could not be more excited for what we have next with Empire Strikes Back next week. I cannot wait to watch Empire again this weekend. Can't wait to watch Empire Strikes Back again this weekend. So. Yeah, thank you guys just so, so much for listening. I did all the plugging stuff at the the end of the first half of the show. So, may the force be with you always. This is the way I have spoken.